BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, you just reached MRN Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires and Grunt Style Apparel. We're currently tying up phone lines and burning through cell minutes to get you closer to the guys on top of the boxes and over the wall down on Pit Road. Thank you for holding. You are now being connected to your hosts, Sammy Joe Francis and Rocco Williams. Welcome to another edition of MRN Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires and Grunt Style Apparel. I'm Sammy Joe Francis. And I'm Rocco Williams. Well, you're new to the set. <laughs> I'm Lee Cunningham. <laughs> Lee yes. Cunningham is going to be joining us all show. Round of applause. Very excited to have Lee here. Yes. We're a tire changer of the number 78 machine driven by Martin Truex Jr. This week's race winner. I was going to say, not too shabby, huh? Uh, had a great week in Pocono. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, there was that's not the only person who had a great week. No, it's not. You were saying. Quick shout out to my boy. NASCAR's developmental driver for the K&N series, driver for Rev Racing, Ruben Garcia. Hang out, hung out with him yesterday. We had a great yeah, time. There just, he is. We talked about his win in Memphis. It was just so great to see that him. That was his first win, right? That was his first win this year, and I was just excited uh, to see the excitement in the shop. And these K&N drivers, what you don't realize is that I know we focus on the crew. He basically is crew when you're at that level. They do so much in the shop, right. getting that car together in deck. that series. They don't just show up to the racetrack. He's at the shop every day. He's getting his hands dirty, and it was just awesome to see him and um, you know talk to him about his first win. So congratulations, Ruben Garcia from Rev Racing, and um, I know there's more to come. Yeah, congrats <laughs> to him. That's, yep. that's exciting. Okay, and then we have uh, another little throw. We're going to do a throwback Thursday, but early. Oh, okay, yeah, we will do it early. Yeah, because that's, little. you know... Charlotte is our home track, yes, or at is. least mine. We had a lot of fun Charlotte weekend. Yeah, we did. We had a lot of fun. We were out there walking up and down pit road, so yep. shout out to those who stopped us and said hello, yep. uh, including you. Exactly. I did. Uh, I did. I nice, saw you guys at Charlotte. It's it a nice meeting, and I think you make a cameo in this uh, slawness video. Yeah, let's just see. We got Ooh, the slaw cam video right. out. Let's, let's, let's play check out video. the greatness from Charlotte Motor Speedway. Military, Coach 600. These fire suits are dope. They're like the driver suits. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah, Lee. Hey, man, these fire suits are fire. Thanks, bro. I like Hopefully the little look on them. Hopefully, they don't start on fire. Ooh, them boys look good today. Just hanging out, when man. Do I get the call for the crew call. How many Coke 600s is this for you? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, man, you look a little nervous. I'm always nervous. After all these 600s, why you look so nervous? I stay nervous. What about you, old Daly? This is my eighth one. You look nervous. Why do you boys look so nervous? You the only one who don't 15, look nervous. Baby. Fifteen. <laughs> Bam. I don't like cameras. Hey. I don't like cameras, bro. I just want you to do well. Thank you. All y'all. Y'all look good. Hey. Do how it many, for weight, how many 600s is this for y'all? This is uh, my, our seventh. His eighth, I think. My well, seventh. His eighth. Then why do y'all look so nervous? Uh, always nervous. Always nervous. You know why? Because I care. <laughs> hey, good luck, guys. I'm ready. Why are you still looking scared, homie? I'm ready. All right. Hey, I dream about this. 
We're going to see. <laughs> Hey, this is Coke 600, you know that, right? Yeah, I know what it is. You look a little nervous. No, not at all, man. It's time to race. All right. Yes, sir. All yes, right. Sir. These boys looking good, feeling good. Mile and a half track. Six hours later. You got some gun work going on. He's getting just that tape right. Get it tuned up. Hey, I'll be getting them secrets now. Hey, yeah. shouldn't you have done this yesterday? It's going to be great if we had our guns yesterday. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. We didn't get them done. I forget hour. about the peyote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was some good inside scoop stuff. Oh yeah, the slaw can was in so, full effect. It's apparently a lot of them look nervous, <laughs> but uh, they I weren't didn't... nervous. What do you think, Lee? I mean, you look forward to Charlotte, right? You always look forward to it, but yeah. I mean, you, you can't help but be nervous. It's a big race. Exactly. Is this your home the, track? The big four. No, Chicago's my home track. Oh, yeah. well then, Chicago boy. I was gonna say yeah. you guys have because you just took that trip to Chicago not too yeah. long ago, but um, so that was the Coke Six Hundred, and last weekend. Well, we've got a lot to cover with yeah. you, so we'll come back to <laughs> yeah. that. But Pocono was was quite the race, a lot of... Quite uh, eventful. Yeah, there was some mishaps on pit road, which is, mm -hmm. of course, what we're going to focus on. Mm -hmm. But uh, And then this weekend we have Michigan. So a lot to talk about. Lee continues to join us for the rest of the show. We're going to try and get rid of Rocco, but... Rear tire changer on the number 78 machine, driven by Martin Truex Jr., Pocono winner. He's actually Lee's hype man, so this is going to be great. We'll be back with more MRN crew call right after this. <laughs> Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job, our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. Front match value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection. There's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting racingelectronics.com. Join MRN as we travel through the life of NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes back to the Daytona International Speedway, leading the pack. I won races that I never thought I'd win. From growing up under the Earnhardt name to super speedway wins to Whiskey River, we dive into everything Dale Jr. He's brain man for NASCAR history. You know, we weren't the typical family that got to sit down to dinner together. Tune in to Junior's Journey, available on iTunes for download only on the Motor Racing Network. Hello, MRN Crew Call. This is Kyle Larson. I'm calling to speak with... Hold, please. No, wait. Don't put me on hold. Ha! We don't do drivers here. This is MRN Crew Call. Here's Sammy, Joe, and Rocco. That's right. Welcome back to MRN Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires and Grunt Style Apparel. We're back. We're back. We don't do drivers here. We don't. Well uh, said, Susie. But you know who works with a lot of drivers? Who's that? A friend of yours who I didn't get to meet because you didn't invite your work wife to this oh, event. Oh, that's right. Ooh. That's right. Ooh, well. What Take she's, away, Rocco. What she's alluding to is Dr. Jack Stark. And you're familiar with Dr. Jack Stark as well at your time at Michael Waltrip's back in the day. But Yeah, I am. He's uh, been around a long time and he he's is. a great guy for the sport. Yeah, he's um, in his final year. Oh, wow. Um, with what he's doing, sports psychiatrist, mm -hmm. psychologist, I'm sorry, sports psychologist. And uh, we had a chance to visit with him at one of his events that he sponsors. Uh, 
two to three times a year. And, you know, it's a great event, and um, we'll let the video do the talking, but it was All awesome. Right. It was awesome to go. Let's see Sorry what I you couldn't be there, Sammy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're at the Port City Club with the MRN Crew Call. I have the pleasure of meeting with Dr. Jack Stark, sports psychologist. And, you know, I have a, a history with Dr. Starks here, you know, and. Uh, before I get it all into that, first of all, you have an awesome venue here. Thank you. That you're, thank that you're hosting at the, uh, the Port City Club. So um, tell me a little bit about that. How did this come about? Well, the last, about two years ago, we had, the, uh, I was working with the 24 and 5 team. I've been with yep. Henrik Motorsports for 16 years. 16 years. And I got to thinking like, hey, we don't do anything for spouses. Yep. We always get together, we do the training, we'd have lunches, <laughs> and guys would get to know each other. Yep. But we didn't, and so it's been really, uh, great to see everybody get to know each other because people would say to me, Jack, we've got kids, we haven't been out, this is the first time out of the house, uh, I didn't know so-and-so's wife, and it really brings the people together because you spend more time with, with the guys than you do your own family. Exactly. Honestly, it's, it's to take a break from the stresses and the, the trials and tribulations yeah. of being on a race team. Uh, <laughs> which are, which, yeah. which are you a got lot. a long list. So, yeah, there, there, there's an enormous list, and we're just here to have a good time, yep. kind of cut up, be with our teammates, yep. bring our families together, and introduce our house family to our work family. Our work family. For me, it's it's really, I mean, my wife helps out a lot with letting me relieve stress as far as like golf, and yeah. I mean, things just to get my mind off of racing. Dad club? Dad what club, is this I've heard dad about? Dad club, that you're a part of, <laughs> we can go out and hang out and just enjoy, enjoy guy talk and just enjoy ourselves a little bit, and that's a lot of thanks to the wife for letting me do that. But, um, so this is kind of like a kickback for her. Yeah, this you know? is good for her. Like she yeah. gets to come out with. Usually yeah. I'm the only one. She's let me release some stress. You know, the, the good thing about that is it's, it's a huge support system. Exactly. We got someone at home who yeah. understands what we're going through every weekend. And she's there for us, giving us feedback, positivity, whatever it is you may need. Because yep. this sport is, is you know, may be short-lived in some aspects, but that's what a good support system can help you get through. When it comes to a pit stop and performing at a high level, when it comes to losing a man and going from six men to five men, when a crew chief is on your back yeah. about your performance, do you have guys call you and be totally candid with you? And how does that process work? Well, I'm also a licensed clinical psychologist in yep. North Carolina. Okay. And I have an extensive background. I saw 10,000 patients in private practice and I work with the medical school. So I always have a deal. Guys can call me 24 hours a day. And yes, I had a lot of phone calls, a lot of crises. And you've got to have someone to talk to that you know is going to be confidential and just work with you and care about you and has no other agenda. And we're not talking about just pit crew members. We're talking about drivers. We're talking about crew chiefs. We're talking about CEOs. Everybody, top to bottom. I always yep. work with CEOs, the head of the company, owners of the company. And then you add to it off the track. Spouses, kids, it doesn't matter. i got to fix it. It's, yep. it's race day. you got to go in and help. The, the good thing with this, too, is it helps <laughs> add to things I could be struggling with with my relationship. Exactly. And he helps with that and helps with the communication side of things too. So That's awesome. It's, it's, it's really great. Nice. It's a great resource to have. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Eric, I know you want to get back to eating. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us on the MRN Crew Call. Good luck. Yes, sir. That's Thanks a race. Ball out on them. Oh yeah. <laughs> that looked like a really fun event. It was. Yeah. It was. So I think that's a great idea. Because the idea is that he is there, so on race day, all of your other troubles 
can be to the side because he's put them in, he's compartmentalized them for you. Exactly. Which is great. I think they should yep. do that in other sports. It's but anyways, tell me more about your relationship. With well, them. it's just another resource that um, a lot of the teams can, you know, afford to the crew members. You know, being that you're on the road so much. Not only are you on the road, you're with a specific group of guys constantly. You're away from your families. You have... Sometimes you're missing your, your children being born, your, mm -hmm. your wives, uh, um, you know, spending time with them. So, you know, having that type of uh, resource that allows, that creates events, mm -hmm. you know, like a date night or someone that you can call when you are stressed out or you have an issue sleeping, you know, that's a pretty great resource, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can relate to that, Lee, you know, being on a, uh, on a pit crew as long as you have, I'm pretty sure you've come across some yeah. of those obstacles, you know. This isn't your first yeah. year? Uh, no, it's, wow. it's my 13th year, actually. So. Wow. Um, no, and, and when Jack came and talked to us uh, back when I worked for Michael Walter Racing, it was, at, you know, the point in my career where you didn't have anybody to talk to outside of racing. Mm -hmm. You had your teammates, but they're struggling with the same thing you're struggling with. Exactly. So it didn't even cross your mind as far as going outside, you know, kind of having, like you said, compartmentalized things of having different circles of people mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you could go talk to, you know, like, wife and your kids they don't understand pit stops nobody yep. understands it so uh, that was that was a thing that especially when you hit rough up. rough rough spots in your career right right you know i've had my fair share of rough rough spots what where, yes i have <laughs> <laughs> yes i have you know it's been it's been tough a few times and you know um have you ever came across a time in your life where you really needed to channel your <laughs> inner motivation or just to get some type of help to so you get over that hump. Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably one of the not so bright times of my career, but the brightest time of my life was, um, you know, I got got a couple races off last year uh, mm -hmm. around Indy. Um, but we're, me and my wife were expecting a child at that time, and I was praying for months, you know, God just let me be home for the birth of my child. And, uh, you know, praying, praying, praying. Yeah. Um, had a little, little incident at, uh, you know, not one of my brightest moments. I uh, lost my cool a little bit. Uh, you know, something happened at the racetrack. And um, so that following morning after Indy, I got a phone call. I was going to have to sit home for a weekend. So I thought, well, perfect. Maybe maybe that's when the little boy will come. So uh, You planned it this way. We planned it this <laughs> way. Right? So, so we had a doctor's appointment on Wednesday. So we go to the doctor, and we're, we're just, you know, me and the wife are like, we're going to go in there, we're going to tell him we're going to have this kid. I got the weekend <laughs> off. Like, this is how it's going to work, This is right? when it's going down. Uh-uh. So he's yeah, like, no, oh, no. That's not how, he's like, how no, it no. actually works. This is not what we're going to do. So I was like, I don't. She's, you know, of course, then we go back to, you know, fretting about how, how am I going to get back for the wedding, you know, because yeah. at that stretch, I think we were going to Michigan and Watkins Glen. And, and as you know, there's a lot of those places that they aren't close to airports. They yeah. aren't close to anything. So Wait, um, back for the wedding? Sorry, for the birth. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was like, <laughs> we like there, there was a thing. wedding and a birth? <laughs> <laughs> I can't so, keep up. So just to sum it up real quick. Um, so we had that doctor's appointment on Wednesday. We literally didn't even get out of the doctor's office, and they called me and said that uh, they were going to actually suspend me for three weeks. And I was actually home for the birth of my second child. And uh, when so that's did, why it's, When did the birth of your second child actually happen? Because it wasn't that weekend, right? No, it actually happened. Um, we come back at Bristol, so it happened the week before that. So, wow. So um, that, that yeah, actually so did work I out. Yeah, I needed the entire three weeks. And um, so, yeah, it was, like I said, not um, – not one of my fonder moments of myself, but I did yep. learn a lot and had to, uh, you know, had to repair some relationships and things. But, you know, it's um, you got got to take responsibility for your actions. Exactly. You know, and as um, as pick crew members, we we're a little bit emotional. You know, you get <laughs> caught up in the in the emotion and the. Well, I don't think you're the only ones. I've heard exactly. plenty of uh, over the radio emotions. Oh yeah. 
uh, on both sides. Oh, back when I was pitting, you could fight on pit road and not have to worry about being suspended. That's the reason you know. that you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a couple of fights. So, well, so no, I've seen the started, picture. Maybe you started the rule book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can say. I can say. You know, I was the a part of it? that. <laughs> The Rocco rule. The Rocco the rule. Rocco we rule. call it the slaw rule. You know, everybody's hating on the slaw. But anyways, the Rocco rule was um, we had so fun was, on pit road. Was that back in the time when you could fight? When that happened? No, this no, was just this uh, last year. So. Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, Rocco had reformed the pit road by that time. But no, that's a great story um, about your son being born and using that opportunity, even though you were suspended to be a part of something as remarkable as having your child being born. Yeah. You know, and that's just one of the stories that we go through as crew members that doesn't get seen. Right. As well right. as you couple that with the stress that we go through of performing at a high level, which I want to touch on next, uh, you know, in our, our segment. Oh, yeah, we've got, this is what keeps happening. We yes. have amazing guests on. Yeah, we do. And we have so much content, we're trying to squeeze it all we in do. so you guys can see at home. Because we've got to talk about, look at the board. This is eye-opening for me. I know. we got the I've big got, three. I've got so much homework. we got the pit crew swap. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So much. You know what? <laughs> I need a breather so I can regroup. So we'll be back with more MR and Crew Call right after this. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this will defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Kyle Petty here. My friends at Click & Close, the official mortgage provider of NASCAR, have stepped up this year to support Victory Junction through the fastest lap of the race program on NASCAR radio. So join our team. Go to ClickAndClose.com slash NASCAR today to donate $43 or more and help us give the gift of camp to children with serious medical conditions. That's clickandclose.com slash NASCAR. And just look for the Victory Junction logo. Thanks to Click and Close and NASCAR Radio for their support this season. The race weekend doesn't have to end with the checkered flag. Carry the action over in the Monday with MRN Motorsports Monday, presented by Outback Steakhouse. Log on to MRN.com and join veteran broadcaster Woody Kane and NASCAR spotter Joey Meyer as they review the race weekend and debate the biggest stories of the week ahead. Plus, some of the biggest names in the sport stop by to talk the latest topics. Make Monday your new favorite weekday with MRN Motorsports Monday at noon Eastern or anytime on demand at MRN.com. Hello. You've reached the fantasy hotline. This is candy. What flavor? Oh, <clears throat> that's the other job. Oh, um, you've reached MRN Crew Call. Here's Sammy Joe and Rocco. Welcome back to MRN Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires and Grunt Style Apparel. Okay, there was a lot going on at Pocono. Now we're finally going to tackle it. Yes. Or attempt to, yes. because this is what always <laughs> it's a, happens. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of information. But... There was a pit crew swap. Yes, now, it was. Now, this sounds almost like, you know, wife swap, like one of the shows <laughs> I watch. But I don't think it was quite that um, entertaining. So no. please tell me what what. Well, Lee, you remember the pit crew swap um, during the playoff race between Chad Knauss and, well, the 24 and the 48 yeah. in the race. You yep. know, that was pretty dramatic. Right. I think what happened this week in Pocono was even more dramatic on that than that, being that you had two teams 
who are contracted to do two cars for the year. Right. And then you find out midway, almost midway through the year, well, yeah, a little past midway of the year, that right. you're going to two other cars. Not only are you going to two different cars, you're How going is to, that even fair? You're going to two non-competitive cars, not very competitive cars. And the fifth, so anyways, you got the 37 and the 47, JTG right. Racing, Almendinger, AJ Almendinger, mm -hmm. you got Chris Buescher. And then you have the 15 car, Ross Chastain, and the 7 car that shares the number with the 55 car with J.J. Yelly and um, Landon Castle and a few other drivers. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you know, you're just switching those. And I was just trying to wrap my hands around why is this happening. I feel you like know? there's an easier way to explain this. Yeah, Perhaps you you've done some magic. Yeah, so you can show visually. the graphic of actually the guys who were swapped. And then, um, so, as you see, okay. the 37 car is now Donnie Tasser, Rod Cox, Brandon Greer, Spencer Bishop, and Anthony Pursuit. And these are Hendrick Mental developmental guys, guys that Hendrick Motorsports recruited in, played various sports, and they switched with the uh, Ryan Langley, Ethan uh, Market. Uh, I hope I said that McCart. right. McCart, yes. Joe Singland, Adam Neasley, and Nick J. Cole. So that was the old 37. Then on a 47 car, you have Nick uh, Novak, Kevin Novak, Orain Oswalski, Ryan Patton, Nick Covey, and Matthew Lehman. And that was the Hendrick guys. And what you see in the red by the red names, these are former starters for Hendrick Motorsports. They'll, those guys in red. Excuse me, it says former starters faux Hendrick Motorsports. Well, that's what it did. They were faux Hendrick Motorsports. Faux Hendrick Motorsports. Okay. okay. All but right, they got some street cred. Basically, they, that's what you're saying. Yeah, and they were on the 48 and the 88. So, I mean, those guys. Those are some. Yes, those are some stout teams. When they did the six-man pit stops, they were the starters for that crew. When they went right. to five-man, they got bumped down. So they had a chip on their shoulder as well, and they're actually doing pretty well as a team compared to the other teams at Hendrick Motorsports. And they replaced David Mayo, Drew Morgan, Colin Fambro, Mark Jensen, wow. and Evan Marshall. And like I said, as a crew member, and maybe you can relate to this, Lee, if I was the 37 and 47, I'd be a little upset at the same time. A little. It is exciting for the guys who did get bumped up because they were on cars that weren't as competitive right. to actually get to a car that actually is competitive. What, what was not, the reasoning behind this? That's what we're trying to figure I out. I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the very intricate parts of it, mm -hmm. but there's, um, I, you know, obviously I think if you've been doing this long enough, you've probably been bumped off a car, yeah. you've been taken off a car or something it's in, in your throat. career. It, it is. I yes, mean, it is. If you're not performing, you, your leash is very short. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know the intricate parts of it, but uh, there's either two things. Either those guys weren't performing, um, you know, up to their potential, which I don't think that is. Um, well, but other, other thing, it, it could be there could be big business. We know lots of times. Here's that what I'm thinking. Mm. Things like that come along. When you're running, and you know this as a pit crew member, when you're running 20th place, 25th place, week after week, and your team has high expectations of, of their drivers, you know the SHIT rolls downhill. Yo, and the yeah. pit crew is the first to <laughs> yeah. get blamed yeah. for that. H I O. <laughs> yes, yeah. you know. So, you know, when you're not running well, we're the first to get blamed as pit crew members. And granted, the 37 and 47 weren't running all that great to begin with. Switching to pit crew, as they did in Pocono, I don't know if we have the graphic for the of that times, but switching them in Pocono, they didn't make that much of a difference. Honestly, now, I think that's probably the hardest place to pit on pit no, road. No, we don't have a graphic for that. But, um, you know, I mean, sometimes, I don't know, in my career, I feel like when you're fighting for that lucky dog spot or, or your tail end of the lead lap, it's almost more pressure to pit there yep, exactly. than it is inside the top five. And then you're, you know? not, you're not qualifying well, so no. you get terrible pit stalls, Correct. and then you're expected, you know, guys, that teams that aren't running well always want fast pit stops. Well, if you want fast pit stops, get us a good pit stall, set the car up the way it needs to be set up to do fast stops. Right. And, most, and most teams don't do that because, as you see, um, we have the 
Okay, Actually, this is the big three. Well, this is this the big is, three. So right. we're, we're going to get off of, you know, off of that, JTG and Hendrick. I'm but, confused already. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll probably figure out more of why that happens in the upcoming weeks. This is about Pocono Week. And Pocono Week. the big three has been coined. That's all you hear about NASCAR now, the 78, right. the 18, and uh, the four car. Yeah. So this weekend, you know, Kevin Harvick came in on lap 24, and they busted off a 14-8. Martin Truex is right in front of you as well, um, Lee. Martin Truex busted off a 14-4. Kyle Busch busted off a 14-1. And from your perspective, Lee, what do you remember about the lap 24 stop, the lap 52 stop? Yeah, since you're the tire changer. (laughs) Yeah, um, so actually to set it a little bit, the four car pitted in the pit box directly in front of us. So, um, you know, a lot of times you get, get even though we qualified good, you know, we qualified fourth. (laughs) um, You know, but a lot of times, you know, you pit under green a lot at Pocono. Yep. So you want to get that yep. box that has a good timing line leaving. Yep. You're leaving pit road. So, yeah, the, we actually pit in stall three. The four car was right in front of us. Mm-hmm. So he's coming around us all day, or we're, we're swapping spots, which, as you know, is yep. that's tricky. It just <laughs> takes your mind off of what you should be focused on. It's one on. of the outside so, factors that you can't practice, correct, that correct. you always talk so, about. So I would say the first couple stops, that's probably what was in our head, is yep. how much room is, is Kevin going to give us. But then you had the caution how stop, much, uh, the second pit stop. Yeah. I want to get directly into that from your seconds. perspective. That it is was a 22-second stop, and before we drag you into the ground at 22 seconds, <laughs> I will say those next four stops, that's what you do when you have a mistake like you did on a 22-second stop. Y'all bounced off a 14-9, 14-6, 14-5 on your next three stops. You averaged 16.14, and you won the race. So I can imagine in your meetings, that 22-second stop after you win a race, you know, it might not have gotten mentioned as much it's or did a, it. <laughs> it's a lot shorter that they dwell <laughs> right. on it, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not something you want to do. It's something yep. that happens. It mm-hmm. obviously seems to happen more, but, um, you know, we just have less people. There's yeah. less, there's, you're asking less people to do more but things. But what happened on that so stop in your, from your perspective? Ideally, um, I guess as I come in to approach the left rear, the mm-hmm. tire roller, when he rolls the tire in from the wall, I guess it clipped my shoe just mm. a little bit. Oh. So this tire starts to fall over as the jack man's at the bottom of the stroke. So uh. he leaves, puts the handle up, and the tire comes and touches so the handle. So it actually dropped the car a little wow. bit on us. So, yeah, it's just it's just wow. those things that Very are half a tenth that cost you But props to you guys seconds, because so. you, you bounce back. You won the with, race. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think. In the best way possible, you bounce back. Sometimes that's the hard thing to do is when you don't have a car that pits really well or you don't have the best pit stall, our ultimate job is to you know complete the mission as yep. fast as we can and support the car. Yep. You know, so not always is it about you know you know me or the pit stop time mm-hmm. or you know competing with the eighteen or the or the four. But I mean, you obviously are. you want to do that. But you are at the same time. Right. Yeah. The biggest thing that stands out is the fact that you bounced back after that mistake. Good thing it happened early. And just to show how competitive these three teams are, if you can show the graphic of total race wins between the big three pit pit crews, I mean it's a slew of races between all of y'all individually. I mean, total, the Kevin Harvick, I mean, between Eric Maycraft, Daniel Smith, Stan Doolittle, uh, Michael Marneau, which they call Shrek, <laughs> Justin <laughs> White, I mean, 110 wins on that 14. Martin Truex Jr., Josh Leslie, wow. Lee Cunningham, a boy here with 16 wins, <laughs> Joshua Shiplett, Eric Groen, 24 wins, Brian Dale. Y'all have 71 total wins as individual pit crew members, and 18 with TJ Ford with 26, Cam Wall with 21, Joe Crossan, Jeff Cordero and Matthew Tyrell, they have a total of 96 wins. I mean, that type of experience, when you're talking about the big three competing week after week, I mean, that's a lot of experience on pit road. That's a whole lot of experience and more <laughs> we want to touch on right after this. Every time we run out of time. We'll be back with more Emmer and Kukov. 
You're smart, got your own trucking business, making it happen. What if I told you there is a place online where you could connect with other smart owner operators just like you? It's an online community called Team Run Smart, where people share advice on truck maintenance, fuel savings, healthy habits on the road, and so much more, all to make your business more profitable. And it's all free. Visit TeamRunSmart.com today to check it out. You'll be glad you did. TeamRunSmart.com, brought to you by Freightliner Trucks. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. I'm Steve Post, the Wing Nation Roadshow is on the road to Minnesota. This is Aaron Everham, and we'll be live from the Agco Jackson Nationals at Jackson Motorplex. Join MRM's Wing Nation presented by the Minnesota Mafia June 7th through the 9th. We'll talk with drivers from the World of Outlaws and the top drivers in the Midwest. MRM's Wing Nation presented by the Minnesota Mafia live from the Agco Jackson Nationals June 7th through 9th. Join us at Jackson Motorplex live or listen online on MRN.com. MRN crew call. I'm sorry, Mr. France is currently on another line. Let me connect you to Sammy Joe and Rocco. Welcome back to MRN Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires and mm-hmm. Grunt Style Apparel. I'm Sammy Joe Francis. That's Rocco William. That's mm-hmm. Lee Cunningham. Hi, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you're here with us. Such an here. awesome time hanging out. Now we want to kind of go backwards because you guys are my inside information on yes. pit crews but to the pit crew swap yeah. that started at Pocono and I wanted to ask another question because when did they find out about this swap well it uh, from what I believe I, they knew it was coming you know maybe two three races prior yeah, but how were they practicing with the other cars no or? this is how this works I mean JTG has their own practice facility mm-hmm. the 37 and 47 practice at JTG Racing. Hendrick Motorsports has two developmental teams, as they say, are two outside of the shop teams, besides their four, that practice at Hendrick as well. So what came about is JTG and Hendrick created uh, a situation where those two outside teams will pit the 37 and 47, and the 37 and 47 will pit those two outside cars that they were pitting. So that's the swap. And um, I just don't feel like it's warranted, and I hate when this stuff happens for the crew members, as well as... I do get excited for the guys on that were formerly on the 17. Right. Because they were working with a team that really wasn't competitive and really was not set up. The cars weren't set up to do fast pit stops. Well, this goes to our next question, because did it make that big of a difference? If we can show our viewers this graphic that you put together. Yeah. This is the average five race stop times. Mm Mm-hmm. And four of those are before the swap. Yes, the Richmond, Dover, and Kansas, and Charlotte were their times of each driver before they switched out the pit crews and then Pocono was the first week that they actually did switch them out and Busher and Armadigger were consistently running around the same time every single week the same place every single week and um, it was around 20th and 21st place and their pit stops weren't really ideal it doesn't but what, look much different but what you did see was the 15 car of Ras Chastain the ones that had the Hendrick veterans right. on there who were demoted they were constantly faster than the 47 team I did not expect the number 17 to be faster than the 37 of Busher because they were veterans. And the uh, 17 was primarily recruits and younger guys with a lot, not a lot of experience. So the swap, when it happened in Pocono, 
The drivers still ran the same. Yes, the pit stops were faster, but it really did not make a difference in the performance of the cars. My best thing is to say, hey, you know, you want to run better, get your cars faster, but don't look for a scapegoat with the pit crew. Right, and that's make, that's make, what it seems like. It's make sure they're pitable. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. That's, that's, that's important. That's a huge thing. You know, <laughs> I mean, we fight for. I mean, we'll, we'll change the, the you know the tether in the rear end quarter of an inch. Yeah, if that's what, what it takes. What is that? You know, it's it's basically how how high or how low. You position so something the, the, super the rear end housing in the car. And some sure. crew chiefs are better than others at finding that happy medium between yeah. speed of the car and pitability, functional pitability of the car. Yeah. Being that, you know, moving your jack post two, three inches, huge difference in the left side or simple just thing that's sweet spot. Maybe right. even just putting um, a, a tie wrap on a piece of grill tape. You know, something so simple, you know, it's an art form that certain crew chiefs embrace and some, some, some crew chiefs shy away from, being that they don't want to affect the speed of the car. Right. But I really feel like, I feel, I, I feel bad for the 37 team of Busher, yeah. being that they were on a, uh, on a very good car. It was made to be pit with speed. Pit friendly, yeah. Then to go to a seven car where they're running in the back. Mm -hmm. They never qualify well. The car m might not be set up to run fast pitch stops and it just makes them look bad. Yeah. You know well, and those guys too, you know, they get they get back there on the seven car and you know, some of them might be the end of their career. Exactly. You know, you're you're <laughs> back there trying to pit and show what you have, show the talents you have on pit road, but the you know, the car's not capable, you're not running up front, you're not yep. in the spotlight. And uh, you know, unfortunately there might be some good guys that Do you do you think that's a home. way for them to kind of push some crew members that they're if they're towards the end of their career out? Uh, I don't think so. I don't want to get I mean, you I don't in trouble, conscious, so you can just plead no, the fifth. I don't, don't think it's a conscious to. effort, okay. let's put it that way. Right. But I think sometimes, you know, things happen, and, you know, that you know, obviously every race team wants the best guys they, yep. they can get, and so if, if you they feel like this guy's even a half a step better, they're probably going to be getting. Yeah, of course, because they want to win. Right. Do you feel like it's um, a a demoralizing thing if you get swapped like they did at Pocono to go, hey, you're going to go from this – pit-friendly car to this one who's not so competitive in, you know, I mean, we're a decent amount of races in. Yep. That's where your mental game really kicks in, I think, right. as far as, like, you have to know the skills that you have and what mm -hmm. you can bring to the table, and you have to believe in yourself. Yep. Because it's so easy to get back there and be in those positions where you're pitting a car that's five laps down, and you're like, what am I doing? You know, yep. but right. in well order said. to fight back up the ladder, <laughs> you have to you have to stay grounded in your own, you know, beliefs and be confident in your ability. Is that what happened with yeah. you after the 22-second pit stop? <laughs> Absolutely. Seriously, yes. I mean, it's that's a mental short -term thing. Short-term memory. Short-term memory. And, you know, to the defense of the 37 guys who are pitting the seven car now, mm -hmm. now that you are running in the back of the pack, when you pit, you're the only one on pit road. Right. Usually you're a lap down. Everyone gets to watch you. So, I mean, you can't get hung up on the fact that you're not running competitive. As a pit crew member, you use that time. How I would switch that in my mind is, oh, let me show you what you're missing out on. Let me show you what right. you have here. Yeah. Let me be let perfect. Let me have the spotlight. And, and you do. Yeah. But the one problem that you have is when the car, the chains are too long. The jack post isn't where it should be. The tire's not dropping out. Right. And you look like a fool because not of your own admission, because the car is not set up right. to run okay. well. That's Let what I would have a problem with. Let me ask you this question, because I think it's it's a double-edged sword to be in the big three and to be in that constant talk of competition. But do you think there it plays more on your mental side to be in the big three and have that target on your back and more eyes on you <laughs> versus back of the pack? Which I mean, we've had eyes on us for three years. So yeah. I mean, well, excuse you know, me. 
And Did you uh, not see the, how many wins just, that they have as a that's team? That's true. They're used to being in the spotlight, and that's why they perform the way they perform. All three of those cards. And there's other teams out there we're not mentioning, right. but they're the only ones relevant because they're the only ones winning right now. I mean, right. five, well, four, and two wins. We're going to see if the big three are still competing <laughs> this weekend, and we've got MRN coverage for you. Poll qualifying is going to be Friday, starting at 4 p.m. That's in Michigan. And then Texas at 8.30 on Friday, Saturday. We've got the Xfinity Series at 1. And, of course, the Firekeepers Casino 400 on Sunday. We'll see you next week with more MRN Crew Call. You got it.